0: Wow, did you see that? Oh my gosh, that was amazing. We were sitting there watching Indiana Jones' latest movie with our mouths hanging open when he took that step and he landed on what seemed like invisible air. That was it. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So come on and join me as we talk about when it is too scary to change. I'll see you on the flip. I've always been an adventure kind of girl. Give me a swashbuckling adventure full of action and fast pace and I'm there. And so when Indiana Jones's third installment had finally came come out, I was excited and I was ready to go see it. And it was life-changing. First of all, it had the incomparable Sean Connery in it, of all people. And I was like, oh, yes, oh, yes, I have to go see this. And I remember sitting there and just thinking of how illuminating it was and how special it was, and, and I just couldn't get enough of it. But the thing that I remembered that stood out the most for me was when and if you have not seen this movie, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you a little part about it. So when he finally goes to uh, cross the Great Cavern, you know, and have his ultimate walk of faith, my, my, yeah, I'm just going to say my heart was in my throat. Because there was no way he was supposed to, you know, figure out that that final um Clue, uh, you know, especially after he had nearly lost his life and his head in the previous one. And if you haven't watched the movie, go watch the movie so you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I digress. So, anyway, um, going in and uh, watching that movie, it stuck with me that everything that he did in that movie was a testament of being scared and yet still having to act. Now, I could have talked about, you know, bravery and all that kind of stuff. But no, today, I really want to focus in on the emotion, the feeling, the mentality of being afraid, of being scared. And I say that because, like I said before, I'm talking to you guys every day about stuff that's going on in my life or the the lives of others or whatever, because I don't want this to be some kind of preachy-teachy where I sit high, look low, and I couldn't do that if I wanted to anyway. Um, But this is really kind of like about just the wisdom smacks upside my head that I have to deal with. And then I'm sharing with you that, you know, maybe, just maybe, you'll get some shortcuts, some relief, and maybe you can, you know, benefit from my experience where you won't have to go through what I'm having to go through. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to treat this as a confessional today seeing as I have been being vulnerable more so than than usual. And I guess that's where we're just going. And so I'll say this, you know, I am looking at some things that all indications are pointing that it's time to change. It, It really is. And I'll be honest, I'm scared. I am scared. And I actually was thinking about Indiana Jones's movie the other day. And I was like, I have to be able to take that step that looks like I'm stepping into the the chasm of nothingness. And hopefully, I'll land on something as well. And when I thought about that, shudders. Uh, oh, it just. Even thinking about it now, it just went all through me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it." And the sad part is, is I know that right now I am procrastinating and putting off, and possibly making things worse. And I mean, not that they're bad, but you know, making things where I am possibly not going to benefit from the optimal timing. Because I'll probably be forced to do it. And I'm not gonna tell you exactly what it is, but it's something that's big in my life, you know, that I need to deal with. I need to do, change, move, you know, do, do something about it. And so it got me to thinking about uh some of the things that I have learned over the last few years, because it seems like time is compressing and I'm learning so much so fast. And I mean, deep lessons that, oh gosh, it's, it's just continuously, you know, I feel like I'm I'm running a marathon of, of learning life skills because that's what life is requiring, you know, now. And, um, so I was thinking the other day and I was, uh, going back through some of the, the rituals, routines, and rules that I had, uh, Fallen lax on. I'm just gonna be honest, you know. And I was like, Are there any in here? You know, that as I wrote them down, that I still, you know, sort of maybe need to, um, you know, take a look at or whatever. And I couldn't really think of any I wanted to salvage, but then, well, you know, maybe I could have looked at them. And it hit me, it was like, You know what? Maybe you just need a reset. Yeah. And so I started jotting down some things. And the difference between rebooting and resetting to me is, you know, that a reboot, you can join something or start doing something again that, that, you know, you stopped. But with a reset, a reset is different. It takes you back to ground zero. A reset is like, a revolution. It's 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 like a resurrection. And that's when I started getting to the nitty-gritty of my procrastination and, and why I'm so lackadaisical about some of this stuff that I know I need to do. And I was like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm scared. And it, the epiphany was It was huge because, I mean, if you had asked me this a month or so ago, I'd be like, no, I'm going to get around to it. I'm going to do it. It's no big deal. But then when I looked at it, I was like, you know what? It just comes down to I'm scared. And the scariness is because of the unknown. It's because of wanting to control everything. And, you know, even if you look at some of the things we've talked about, I guess you can tell now I am one of those people. I like to be prepared. I like to have a plan. I like to have steps and um, things that I can do and check off and and, and recheck and all of this kind of stuff. And even with all of that, there are just going to be times for my life, your life, our lives, where you're not going to have those. Like right now, based on what I know I need to do. It does not make sense to the average person because they might be like, well, you've got it made. Why would you do this? You know, but you know, and I know, you know, when it's time to make a change, you know, when the cloud of blessing and grace has lifted, you just know. And it's something that you can't necessarily explain to others because if they are starting to see it, it's probably too late. It's not too late, but it's probably gone too far where you should have already taken advantage of it. And I I know I'm talking cryptic today but you know sometimes I I need to talk to you guys about stuff without telling all my business. <laughs> um but I want this to be where it helps you as well. So let's just really kind of get in to this. And today, unlike most days, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this just organically go. I'm not going to try to put any steps together because I can't. And I'm trying to work it out just like you are. And so we're going to work through this together and see where it, it, it leads us. And so one of the things that I have been doing to help me prepare for the change that I know I need to make is I've been trying to round out my knowledge. I went back and I started studying this uh, Greek and Roman uh, deity. And her name is Trivia. Now, she has other names, Hecate and uh, a few others. Uh, but they normally attribute her to the, being the queen of the ghost, the queen of the crossroads, and the queen of, of um, witches and all of this type of stuff. And I was like, Trivia, why would your name be Trivia if you're that deep? It, it's even said that um, God is Trivia. That when you hear dogs howling at in at the night and you know howling at the moon and all those types of things, they are announcing that she is walking past. She is she is in the land. Um, they're also announcing that the witching time has come to go and stand in the crossroads, and uh, and all of that. And so I was like, "There's something to this," and I continued to. Um, go down the rabbit hole if you will to figure it out and you know what I found out I found out that what we equate to trivia today is a wife's tale that used to that used to say that when people would go to a crossroads and the crossroads back then was usually a three-way instead of a four yeah um and this was before you know automated transportation and even horses so a lot of people were just walking. You know, so sometimes when people would come to a crossroads, they would use it as a rest stop. A lot of times crossroads were rest stops because it usually meant that you were going whatever direction it was going to take you to a new town a new hamlet a new location where you were going to have a group of people and so people would use it like i said as a rest stop sometimes there would be even vendors there it was a big deal at these crossroads and so they said that the conversations that they would have the idle conversation the the um pleasantries the 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 Vital chit-chat that you do with strangers, um, you know, the small talk and talking about just various different things from the different lands where these people would come to these crossroads and you might be from um, um, S- uh, Sard- Sardinia and the other person might be from um, F- uh, Philippa, uh, Philippa or something like that. I don't know. I'm just calling names out right now. But the camaraderie and the the broad range of topics and uh, the pleasantness of it, the various miscellaneous information that, you know, you might not ever use or need for a particular skill became attached to the goddess of the crossroads name Trivia. And so I said that to say that I was, like I said, I was led to to go and check her out. But when I was thinking about rounding out my knowledge, what I have been finding is that wisdom has been afoot. And some of the things that I've been thinking are trivial knowledge. They have been coming in handy to help me uh, help others when I get a chance to, but as well as starting to form some type of uh foundation and cushion for how I'm going to make this invisible leap to the next phase of what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Yeah, it's on that level you guys. So it's it's not something trivial. <laughs> but in getting trivial knowledge, meaning that that knowledge that piques my interest, that helps me to to not be so heavy in in only my favorite disciplines, you know, going and, and figuring out stuff that I'm not necessarily interested in, but finding that it has some value and some interest has really been helping to round my knowledge out. And what I've been finding is, is that I'm starting to get an edge because of this thing. And I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to mention this book right now. Uh, it's called The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle. And the subtitle is Greatness Isn't Born, It's Grown. And in this book, and I I got it years ago, um, in this book, he talked about uh, three different things that a person kind of sort of needed to become talented and uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the change that I'm going to have to make, I'm going to have to have new skills, new talents to move in this area because I've never moved in this way before on this level. And so I was like, uh, I need to, you know, kind of pull <laughs> pull that book out and remind myself of what he was talking about. And so one of the things he talked about, now I've talked about deliberate practice from Dr. Um, Anders Ericsson, but in this book. This guy talks about deep practice. And what he is talking about is the kind of practice that you use with guidance of, as a coach. So it's kind of like sort of the same as deliberate practice, but he calls it deep practice. And what he says is that there are three components that a person needs to understand if they're going to grow a talent. And I'm saying to grow a talent to meet the requirements of the skill that it's going to take when you make your next leap. So he talks about this deep, you know, this deep practice and he says, you know that it's kind of like um the the it's the foundational thing that you have to be willing to do. And that it's not only that you want to practice. You want to practice so that you have a deliberate intention of increasing your skill faster than conventional practice, which means that that can include getting what they would call master uh, master coaching, you know, from, from those that uh, are elite in their understanding of what they do, okay? And so with this deep practice, so, okay, so you would get this master coaching, but it's not only that, because uh, you have the deep practice, You get somebody to help you. But then there is also this component called the ignition. And ignition is just another word for motivation and your reason why. And what they say is that uh, doing this deep practice, you kind of want to have somebody in your corner who's not only your cheerleader, but also... um, a teacher or or a coach and who's really good at giving you reasons why you need to stay motivated to do this um, for however long it takes for you to gain the skill, no matter how bad you are at it. And that's why I'm bringing this book out because unlike other books um, that kind of allow you to think that you have to have a natural talent or gift for something. This book is all about if you want to do it, this is how you do it. You know, think about the people who want to sing and they may not have the best singing voice. But in this book, he like devotes um, different stories and he talks about a vocal coach in here who has helped some of the top uh, recent contemporary uh Pop artists to learn their craft and develop the talent. Yes, develop the talent to uh, be able to do what they do today and make it look like, oh, she was always or he was always, you know, talented. And so I like that. And so with the rounding out the knowledge, that's when I, I remembered that book. I pulled it out and I started going back through it and I started looking at the fact that, yeah, I have got to, um, Get ignited. And so, because of that, I did something uh, that I hadn't done in a while. And that was to reach out to someone who was doing what it is I want to do. And wouldn't you know, they responded. Yes, they did. And I'm hoping that I will uh, be able to um, tell you who they are soon, hopefully, because uh, they may. Be willing to come on the podcast as a guest. Yeah, woo 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 woo. Real excited about that. You know, so there's that. And uh, then the next thing was is not only rounding out my knowledge and reaching out and doing what this book reminded me to do, and that was to get uh, some some help, some master coaching. I also now I'm not saying that that's that's the the next part is part of the talent code book. But what I am saying is, is connection. So I talked a little bit about that the other day. And what I am uh, learning is that when I engage in small talk with strangers, it's the weirdest thing. Wisdom smacks me here and there just today. I went and I decided I wanted, instead of cooking, you know, for for whatever, I was like, you know what? It's been a long week. I'll go and grab something, um, you know, to eat. And I like this, you know, place because they have great, these, oh my gosh, they do these steamed vegetables, but they have a little bit of a char. And I was like, okay, I I want that. And so I got that with my entree, but they uh, were um, low on them and I had to wait for them to cook. And so, of course, you know, when you're waiting you, and everybody's waiting, you, you know, you may chit chat. And because I am now aware of that, I'm trying to make this scary change and I'm trying to do everything I can to get wisdom to give me some help here. I engaged in, you know, some chit chat with the people in the in the lobby waiting with me. And there was this one gentleman and uh, he, he, it was just amazing. He told me quickly, you know, he's like, today was, you know, he said today was his off day and that he had, um, he should have just gone to work because he had been running all day for his, you know, wife and kids and stuff. And he said, he even told me that he, he's been married 30 years. And then the wisdom smack happened. And this is what he said. He said, my wife asked us to move. And he said she wanted to move here to, you know, where I live from another state. And he said, I was in the military. And so I was taught how to be okay with change. And he said, I said, okay. I said, wait a minute. He says, yeah, I had a good job and everything. And she just wanted to move here. And so we packed up and moved. And he says, I was blessed to get another job. And um, everything has been fine. He says, I still would like to you know, live where we used to. And I asked, I said, well, weren't you scared of making that change? And you know what he said? With a smile. He said, of course. He says, but aren't you always going to be scared when you do something new? And then he said this this is the thing that really got me. Okay. And that was that change is, is, it's only temporary. And he said, you know, we got here and we got on our feet really fast. And then it was no big deal. He says, the kids got acclimated to school. I got a great job. My wife is happy. And he says, and that's how you stay married for 30 years. He's like, you just say, okay, to change. And I was like, oh my freaking gosh. So you know, I was like, I I had other podcasts playing, but I was like, nope, I am talking about this and because wisdom showed up and showed out again. And that was it, it seems so simple, but I guess because of what it means to face your fears and and face the afraidness, because I'm gonna tell you, (laughs) if you if you have a a a, a, dis, a a predisposition like me, you are the kind of person who wants to figure everything out before you make the first step. I've already talked about my karmic uh, issues that I have to work with. I've already talked about the perfectionism and the um, resistance to life, and I've already talked about you know having a problem sometimes if I can't do it perfect the first time, and so getting that smack where that guy told me that out the blue, his wife said she wanted to move to a different state that they don't have any family in. And he said, okay. And he left a good job without a job here. But because his wife said, let's go, he was like, okay. Now he did attribute being able to be so uh, flexible to his uh, time in the military, but still, he was like, you know, change only lasts for a minute. And he says, and once you just embrace it, it you, you find a way. And the next thing that I got from that, I talked to you guys a little bit ago about the adaptability quotient, that it was going to be bigger than the IQ you know, intelligence quotient. And, you know, and I even talked about the progression from the intelligence quotient to the emotional intelligence, you know, emotional and social intelligence quotients. And that now we're looking at the adaptability quotient. And I was like, you know what, this is, this is sad because I am, you know, touting, oh, I am good with change and I can move and do this. And yet I'm failing famously because I'm not, I'm 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 finding that I'm rigid and stuck in my ways. <laughs> and so, I was like, oh my gosh. So, that's the next thing I want to say about when it's scary to change is that we have to we have to use this as an opportunity to grow our adaptability, to grow what it means to let go of everything that we've known, um everyone that we've loved if 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 they're not scheduled to make the change with us, you know? And because of that, I look at it and I, uh, I, I now have more compassion for when I tell people, you know, just do this or do that. And I know I've told you guys before that when you hear that word, just do, that's scary. That's, that's, that's not cool. That's not, a, that's not a good phrase because it, it takes away all of the stuff that people have to deal with psychically, emotionally, memory-wise, and all of that. And so, you know, the just do it kind of situation is not that easy. But I will say that because I'm willing, I've been willing to go back and um, look at, you know, it it started with me going back and and saying, you know, I, I really need to do what it. What it takes to get unscared and going back and doing all this stuff only to find out that wisdom was saying, I'm not going to remove you being afraid. I'm not going to remove the antsiness that you get in your stomach. And, you know, talking to that guy today, (laughs) as I was waiting, you know, to, to get food, I, I, I thanked him and, and he actually got to order before I did because his, what, it, what he wanted was ready, but he did come back around after he got his food and was about to leave. And, you know, he said his goodbyes and he said, you know, um, it was nice talking to you. And he says, whatever it is that you're trying to, you know, do, he says, just do it, but know that it's going to work out and you're only going to be a little apprehensive for just a little bit. And that was just so great to me. I just was, <sighs> I knew that that was like, um, an angel in disguise, if you will. I don't know his name. I don't know anything, but that specific thing, that wisdom spoke through him to help me with that. And so I want to, you know, kind of like recap what I talked about today because my time is coming to a close. And I know it wasn't like our traditional talks, but it's where I am right now. And if you're listening and you give a care, just send up a little bit, just a little bit, of um, um, support or hope, or whatever, that I can do what I need to. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, continue to do my podcasts and stuff. It just simply means that I have to do what I'm supposed to do. And it's been scary, and I've been putting it off and making excuses and hiding from it. And now it's past time uh, for me to do it, so much so that I'm putting it out here by faith that I will do what I'm supposed to. Um, So, the re- and and I'll say this, this part of the scariness is, is I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know how to go about doing it. That's, that's where the big issue is. I don't know, like with Indiana Jones, I don't know how to get from where I'm standing to where what it is I'm supposed to be doing is located. There is nothing in between. There are no bridges. There are no signs <laughs> Um, and I don't know how to do it. And so that's why, you know, I'm talking to you guys about this because I'm like, I can't, it's too big to even leap over. I can't, I, I can't make, I can't cross that, that kind of distance. And so, yeah, I have to kind of like just get ready to take take the plunge if if you will and hope that i sprout wings or some invisible bridge appears when i when i when i do that. And so, in uh in in all of my my vulnerable ramblings today, let me go back and recap what i what i what we talked about of what to do when it's scary to change. And the first thing i did was i went back and i reviewed uh, my normal routines, r- rules, and rituals. And I was looking for something that was going to help me to get some more insight on what I needed to do. Now, one of my routines is uh, journaling. I've talked to you about the power of journaling before. And so uh, that's one that I know, you know, no matter what, I, I you know, I, I journal. But these were some that I had kind of let by the wayside. And I in going through those, I realized that no, I don't necessarily need those. What I needed, and I didn't even need a reboot, I needed a reset. And that was, I needed to have a rebirth, a revolution, a revival. I needed to have something that put me back at square one so that my world became new again and that I could hopefully see new ways of attacking this existing problem. And that then left me uh, with the uh, the brightness of um, getting a clear vision to see that I needed to start rounding out my knowledge and not just going after the stuff that I like, but um, getting interested in to investigate and look at trivial knowledge. And that's what we talked about, the goddess trivia and the crossroads and people making chit chat when they would Come to these crossroads and seeing people from different lands. And I realized that some of the knowledge that I thought was trivial that I might never ever use was getting together and bridging together for me to build a new matrix of building skills and talents that I would need. And that's when I talked about The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle of how greatness isn't born, it's grown. Because I'm, like I said, I know that I have to have these new talents that I don't currently think I'm proficient in. But because of me trying to round out my knowledge, including trivial knowledge, I started getting the matrix and I realized that it was time for me to get um, a master coach. And I reached out and the uh, person that I reached out to uh, was like, yeah, uh, let's let's do it, you know, and and I, I'm I'm very grateful for that um, because I wouldn't have never thought about it. Go figure, right? And uh, and then with that, the deep practice of starting to get in there so I can really hone in and. Last but not least, connecting and making small talk with strangers, (laughs) and allowing wisdom to come through. You guessed it, trivial small talk with strangers. We're not at crossroads; we're at restaurants, but it's it's all good. It's all working. And so, as my time is fastly ticking down, what I want you to do, if if this resonates with you. Maybe borrow what I'm doing and don't focus so hard on what you already know because it's not going to help. And don't focus on trying to alleviate or diminish the fear and the afraidness and the scaredness that you feel it's it's there for a reason. It's there to keep you alive and awake and let you know that you're on to something new. So with that being said, guess what? Yes, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with another episode of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! I'll see you tomorrow.